0: Due to the mature content of this program, listener discretion is advised.
1: Thanks for tuning back into the depth of darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts, I'm Mandy.
0: The unretired major Hugh Jass coming at you. In your face. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everybody.
1: Welcome Good back. Morning. If you're all being quarantined, we hope you're tuning in. Staying Tuning
0: in from the bunker.
1: Yeah, from the bunker.
0: That's where but, we're broadcasting from.
1: Yeah, here in Chicago, it's downpouring right now. So if you guys can hear that, it's coming down hard. If you can't hear it, then... Yeah, whatever. But I can hear it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But let's dive into today's episode. It's a mysterious one, kind of a fun one. And it's going to touch on the mysterious murder behind the Atlas Vampire. So today we have one article we're going to go over, and it's taken from listverse.com. And it's titled, 10 Disturbing Facts of the Atlas Vampire.
0: 10 Disturbing Facts of the Atlas Vampire, by Benjamin Welton. Vampires are not real. The idea that the dead can come back to life and sustain themselves on blood is, from a scientific point of view, laughable. (laughs) However, there are some humans out there who have vampiric qualities. Whether their personalities drain others or they prefer the darkness of night to the light of day. Yeah. A much more sinister type of human vampire struck Sweden in the spring of 1932. Known since that time as the Atlas Vampire, this blood drinker was never caught. This case remains one of the strangest, most bizarre cold cases in the history of Northern Europe. And these ten facts may convince you to sleep with the lights on.
1: Yeah.
0: Number ten, the crime scene. The case of the Alice Vampire became a national sensation on May 4th, 1932. On that date, Stockholm police discovered the corpse of 32-year-old prostitute, Lily Lindstrom. Lindstrom was something of a novelty in 1932 Stockholm. Rather than walk the streets at night looking for Johns, Lily was a call girl whose clients contacted her in order to arrange assignations at her apartment. Never heard that term
1: before. No, that's Assignations. A rarely
0: used term that I only heard maybe once in my life. At the time, <laughs> Lily lived in the Atlas neighborhood of Stockholm, part of what is today known as Vasistan. Oh. When police <laughs> detectives entered Lily's apartment, they found her dead, the victim of blunt force trauma to the head. More disturbing <laughs> was the fact that the investigators also found saliva on Lily's neck and body. Plus, the scene contained Ugh. a blood-stained gravy ladle.
2: Oh, ick.
1: That's <laughs> that's so gross.
0: Guy was going slurpy.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Get gross. a soup spoon, dude.
1: <laughs> Ladling Kay. it in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ugh.
0: Number nine, the origin of the nickname. The killer became known as the Atlas Vampire for one reason. The detectives who first responded to the scene suspected that he drank Lily's blood after he killed her. Despite the brutality of the crime scene, very little blood was actually discovered, thus convincing many that the killer had either drunk it all up or somehow stored it in some kind of container. As for the ladle, it was probably used to drink Lily's blood. Given this grim information, the Swedish press in Stockholm ran with a vampire angle, thus Mm -hmm. creating the Atlas Vampire as a result. Yeah. Number eight, facts of the case. The last person to see Lily alive was her downstairs neighbor, 35-year-old prostitute Minnie Jansen. Jansen told police that Lily had stopped by her apartment days before her murder in order to get 500 condoms. Minnie said... (laughs) that it was a for a nude Lily to come to her door and ask for condoms. After not seeing Lily the next morning, she must have used all of them, Minnie yeah. grew worried
1: that <laughs> oh, she God. ultimately
0: called Stockholm's finest. Besides being drained of blood, Lily's corpse had been left face down on her own bed. Lily was also naked, and her clothes were folded and located on a chair next to her corpse. Detectives noticed That, judging by the decomposition, Lily had actually been dead for a few days prior to being discovered. Also, it was theorized that Lily's killer had slept with her before murdering her. This conclusion was reached because police found a used condom or five hanging from Lily's (laughs)
1: anus. (laughs) This is so bad that I'm laughing. I shouldn't laugh. So morbid, okay. but man, <laughs> Number seven. five condoms hanging from arenas. That's nice. Thanks for that. Interrogating
0: suspects. <laughs> I'm seeing how much I can mess up this article, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Prostitutes
0: have long been the targets of sexual predators and serial killers. The most famous serial killer of all time, London's Jack the Ripper, preyed okay. on the streetwalkers of Whitechapel. Therefore, Stockholm police immediately focused their attention on the man who frequented Lily's bedroom in Atlas. Hmm. Nine men were interviewed by police detectives. The names of these suspects were never released, and police let all of them go. None proved to be a viable suspect. For all intents and purposes, this is where the case of the Atlas vampire ended. No serious leads, no suspects, no conclusion. All of the evidence gathered by the Stockholm detectives can currently be found at the Swedish Police Museum. The items include a hair sample, saliva samples, and some old anus condoms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Stop. The, the problem of too many suspects <laughs> One of the issues faced by Stockholm detectives In 1932 Was the fact that there were so many Lilies out there Especially in Atlas Lily's mm-hmm. apartment abutted A neighborhood known as St. Eriksplan Ironically oh. named after the pious King Eric Number 4 10, 9 Which was infamous <laughs> for its Abundance of prostitutes Assaults and murders in or near St. Eric's plan were common, especially in 1932. While often overlooked because it did not fight in World War I or seriously take part in any of the post-war international agreements, Sweden, like pretty much every country in Europe, suffered during the Great Depression. By 1931, Swedish wages had been falling for quite some time, and unemployment was rising. After 1929, production in Sweden fell by 10%, while unemployment rose beyond 12% mm. outside of Stockholm, Gothenburg, and some other cities. Is it Gothenburg or Gothenburg? I don't know which.
1: Sweden was sounds un- more legit.
0: Gothenburg, right?
1: I Sweden so. was
0: mostly an agricultural society. Because of high unemployment and low crop yields, many Swedes from the countryside relocated to Stockholm, thus giving the city a whole subpopulation of poor transplants and travelers. Lily's killer may very well have been one of these drifters. Number five, Portrait of the Killer. One item that received a great deal of attention from the Stockholm police was the anus condom found in Lily's anus. Because of its positioning, well, because of its positioning, detectives believe that the killer and Lily were engaged in anal sex. Go figure. When killer used some unowned object to strike the back of Lily's head. While the term did not exist yeah. back then, the Atlas Vampire may have been attempting to use a donkey punch in order to <laughs> heighten his own orgasm. So oh, eck. Bastard.
1: Yeah, what a dick. This
0: means that the Atlas Vampire was most likely inspired to kill Lily out of lust and or sexual perversion. Another indication of the killer's personality was how clean he left Lily's apartment after killing her. Despite He's tidied up Lily's after he head, done. multiple times the killer left behind very little blood evidence and most likely folded Lily's clothes could the Atlas <laughs> vampire have been named Felix Unger he must have been a neat freak
1: yeah N- I gotta clean this four. place up this is a mess Ugh.
0: this is terrible number four a killer cop. One of the most popular theories regarding the Atlas Empire case is the idea that a police officer killed Lily. The rationale behind this supposition stems from the fact that the killer clearly went out of his way to leave behind as few clues as possible. Much like the dog in Sherlock Holmes' short story, The Adventure of the Silver Blaze, the lack of evidence was, in itself, evidence. World, yeah. there is also the possibility that the killer cop tried to throw his peers off on a wild goose chase by purposely leaving behind a bizarre crime scene. However, <laughs> by modern standards, Lily Bedroom was actually awash in evidence. The murderer's saliva was found on her body, his semen was in the condom, and his fingerprints were on the soup ladle. Of course, back in 1932, there was no such thing as DNA testing. Nah. Stockholm detectives back then did not even know what DNA was. During that time, most murders were solved thanks to confessions. Number three, Mm -hmm. an actual vampire? The most extreme answer to the riddle of the Atlas Vampire case is the idea that Lily's killer was a real-life vampire. This would mean that the case of the Atlas Vampire was the historically accurate version of the 1972 television movie The Night Stalker. The real vampire angle Mm. comes from two aspects of the case. One, the killer's seemingly supernatural ability to avoid police custody, and two, the evidence showing that Lily's killer drank her blood. Mm.
2: The (laughs) later, (laughs) motion
0: was called into question by the Swedish police themselves. Some officers claimed that the soup animal contained Lily's blood, but... that said there was no conclusive proof that the killer had zipped from the ladle. Still, the fact that the crab scene was was so of blood was strange. Could it be possible that Lily's killer at her apartment started <laughs> with a syringe and some kind of suction device? Okay.
1: What? <laughs> if anybody right. catches any of that, you're impressive. <laughs> you're like, all right. I'm sure we all right. Yeah. Number
0: two. Creepy <laughs> pasta. Oh. The case of the Atlas Vampire was strange and outre enough to come to the attention of one creepypasta writer. Under the title, Based on a True Story, the creepypasta version of Lily's death concludes that a strange man from Lily's nightmares had killed her. While this part of the story is undeniably fictional, the creepypasta writer does suggest that Lily had met her killer before. Given killie, killies... Killy's okay... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> In Lily's line of work, it is very possible that her murderer was a frequent client. If this yeah. was the case, then why did the Stockholm police not find Lily's killer after interviewing so many of her most frequent visitors? Does this mean that Lily met the man who would take her life for the first time on the night he killed her? We may never know the answers to these questions. Yeah. Number one oh. Interesting blog post. Yeah. We'll be the judge of that. In 2012, (laughs) Gloria Anderson penned a very interesting blog post about her experience living in the very same building where Lily was murdered in 1932. After watching a true crime show on Swedish television, Anderson began researching Lily's murder. She found that Lily lived and died in the same apartment building as her, albeit on the opposite side. Anderson was also one of the first... English-language writers to report that Lily had once been married. There is no word whether or not the police interviewed Lily's ex-husband. Although Anderson admits that she does not believe in spooks, she did say that she's always felt uncomfortable living in the wing of the building where Lily lived. Anderson Mm. also reveals that at 9 St. Eric's Plan, both sides (laughs) of the building were connected via a corridor that ran through the shared laundry room the killer may have used this corridor to enter and exit Lily's apartment without Minnie ever seeing him. Dang. And That's deep. that. Is that.
1: Ugh. The creepy thing about this whole murder was that, one, it still has not been solved to this day. That's terrifying. I mean, can't they go back and study the DNA? Or is it completely I, trash? I
0: would think the most disturbing part is that they have uh in their evidence file one of the anus
1: condoms. <laughs> we're keeping this for later. Yeah. No, the, I mean they have they have the semen it's stated in there that they had they have the semen in the condom, the saliva was all over her body and his fingerprints were on the the ladle. They could probably it trace assumatively- it back
0: with a distant relative of today. Yeah. They could probably find out who it was by you know, if someone's they
1: DNA is though, in the
0: database, they could probably trace it back to that family's member, you know?
1: Right. Somehow, some way. But that's the creepiest part of it. I mean, yeah, the anus condom part's kind of creepy, but... <laughs> <It's> bizarre. <sighs> it, 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 there's so many, like, loose ends, so many questions that are unanswered. You know? I mean... What was his motive? Was it for his sexual gratification? Was it he was he like the new Jack the Ripper? I mean, I mean, what was his motive? And I think I should have
0: called him the Donkey Puncher.
1: The Donkey Puncher rapist killer. <laughs> well, I guess he wasn't yeah. really raping her. I mean, that was her no. profession. That
2: was. You, her, at least you that was you
1: assume that was her per. You know, it was a paid no. client, but we don't know. You know, there's there's no way of knowing. But yeah, this was kind of a dark topic. We dive into those uh, cold cases, unsolved mysteries of the world. Fun stuff. We're always there
0: for you. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's it's downpouring here so bad. So it's definitely a gloomy set, day. Setting
0: setting the, set the mood for everyone.
1: Yeah, gloomy day, rainy day, gloomy yeah. topic. So we had
0: that overnight here in New Mexico. So
1: yeah. Well, the weird thing is. It hasn't really rained too much here. I mean, it did a little bit yesterday, but nothing substantial. But today it's coming down hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody being quarantined.
0: Stay safe out there, people.
1: Yeah, stay safe. If you're not quarantined, if you still have to go into work, just take proper precautions. Because yep. this is becoming Wash something your more hands. serious. Yeah. Yes. Don't touch use your face. Condoms. Yeah. Yes. Please use protection. <laughs> For the love of God. That about does it for today, everybody. We wanted to thank you for tuning in, despite all the chaos going on in the world. You bet. And as usual, we're going through my spiel again here. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Send us Mm some love. Check out our Patreon account. The links are all down below. And if you're not following us on our social media, definitely go uh, follow us on there. Much appreciated. because you're missing out. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we're we're signing out here, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye!
2: Hey there, listeners. Is a busy schedule? Countless work hours or just life in general getting in the way of a good read? Well, we've got something special for you. Thanks to our sponsor and partner, Audible... All of you can get a free yes, that's right, free, audiobook if you sign up for Audible's monthly audiobook subscription. And use our link in the description box below, or visit http colon double forward slash forward slash depth of darkness. You'll not only have access to thousands of amazing audiobooks at an insanely good price, but you'll also be supporting our podcast. It's a win-win for everybody. And If you decide to discontinue the monthly subscription, it's no hassle at all. Audible even lets you keep your free audiobook and other books you have in your library. How awesome is that? So head on over to Audible by clicking the link below and get yourself started off with a free audiobook today.